News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook and welcome to the show. Nigeria's royal family must be enormous. It seems every couple of months a new Nigerian prince is emailing me his tale of distress, how he's inherited a lot of money and needs a trustworthy person like me to help him access it. All I need to do is pay the fee to unlock the millions, and for my effort, I can get a couple of million myself. Okay, so maybe we all know to avoid that particular scam, but far too many Kiwis are still caught out every year by scammers. Even just last week, scammers started sending out emails claiming to be from the IRD, promising a large tax refund. Clever timing. It certainly is tax refund time, but you should get yours by going to the real IRD website not clicking links in unsolicited emails. You'd be surprised at the people who get sucked in by these tricks. For every grandma whose computer confusion gets used against her, there's also a successful career person getting hoodwinked by con artists exploiting a chink in their armour. Earlier this month, one scammer even had a crack at scamming the cops. Actually, this is a support server connection of Windows Technical Department, sir. I think this is a scam, mate. This is coming from overseas, isn't it? I'm trying to scam you. Yeah. How do you know about it? How are you sure? Do you know you've rung the New Zealand police? It didn't exactly work. The problem for the average person is that scammers are some of the smartest criminals around, and they have a lot of tricks up their sleeves to get you to lower your guard. But you worked hard for your money, and those con artists need to keep their greasy mitts off it. So, how can you protect your money from scammers? News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Superintendent Eric Tibbet and Inspector Marion Whitfield. Thanks so much for coming in from the police prevention team. We've seen some scams coming around at the moment. We've seen the IRD email scam going around. We've also seen some people turning up at people's doorsteps and being quite intimidating, asking for work, sometimes demanding payment for work. What sort of scams are you guys seeing in your line of work? We see general scams the same as that you're talking about. Online at the moment is obviously big business. There's many companies out there fishing, um, trying to get people's details online. But also, like you say, people knocking at the doors, trying to sell art or trying to get work from doing roofing or trying to do people's driveways and things like that. So we're seeing a general pattern that you're talking about. And when we say, you know, people turning up at doors, I mean, this isn't the the average person asking for odd jobs work, is it? No, they tend to be organised groups of people who are going around to ask for work and they'll very often want a deposit up front and then if the work is ever done, uh, sometimes they'll never come back or if they do come back, they'll suddenly the price will have gone up exponentially and so they'll be asking for a lot more money and become quite forceful for people to pay. Do we know how big of a problem this is? A lot of people will be embarrassed uh, to report it to police or any of the other agencies. So we've got an indication of the things that we know, people who have, say, family who um, ask them to come to police. But I uh, guarantee there'll be a lot of people out there who just feel too embarrassed to report to anybody. But our message is if you want something done around your house or your garden, go out there and look for a contractor or an agency or a person to do it. Don't be captured by the person who knocks on the door because... They're there for a reason. They're there to make some money. And as Marion said, that the first thing they'll try and do is elicit some money from you. They might want to elicit some details 
some personal details which they can use later on. They might want to elicit the details of your bank account or your credit card, but be very, very careful. Do not disclose this information to anybody who's knocking on the door or anybody who finds you up or anybody who sends you an unsolicited email. It strikes me there when you mentioned about the embarrassment. I think that's a huge factor in this. Mm. And I don't know that people should feel embarrassed because we've seen some really high-profile cases of seriously smart, credible people getting sucked into these situations, you know, high-profile business people and that sort of thing. So what is it in these scams that tricks people, makes them drop their guards? See, fraudsters are very clever people. They know behavior. They know how to... um, entice information or elicit information from people. So they're very, very clever. And as you said, there's no reason to feel embarrassed because these are smart people and they are tradesmen or craftsmen in the skills of being able to manipulate people, being able to manipulate people to reveal things about themselves that other people uh, wouldn't want to be revealed. And again, it's the sensitivity around your bank account, your bank details, your personal details, even simple things like, you know, how many people live in the house or who you're related to and all that sort of stuff. So this is a rich amount of information that fraudsters can use to either, you know, withdraw money from your bank account or even steal your identity. So nothing to be embarrassed about whatsoever because the people we're dealing with here are very clever. Mm. It'll also take a long time over it as well. People online, it isn't necessarily people think a fraud or a scam will be very quick, but actually they'll spend a long period of time, especially with dating sites and things like that, grooming the person on the other end, keeping details about them so that they seem like they remember being very friendly online and and building that trust before they actually hit the scam. So it's not even that it's something that happens very quickly. And I think when things are protracted like that, it also makes people think that it's a genuine interest or a genuine person on the other end, when actually it's probably a team of people tag-teaming um, to email back. Yes. and Okay, so let's go back to those electronic scams, mm. the email scams, the, the love scams, things like that. What are some common things that you can look for that throw up a red flag and say, scammer? There are a whole number of things that you can look for. Sometimes the scam will actually come from what looks to be a reputable company or we talked about IRD, so a government agency. But the email address will be slightly incorrect. They'll be pushy or they'll be offering something that's good to, too good to be true. And we basically say if it's too good to be true, then it probably is. So they will do things in a way that seem credible, um, but they will very often say that urgent action is required. Otherwise, you'll be in trouble if you don't respond. And they'll have another website within that you need to click on to link into and then log into. And that's how they take your details, get your bank details, get your passwords, etc. So I suppose one thing that Marianne said on the way down to the studio today is if it sounds too good to be true, it's probably not true. So you've got to be very careful. Um, I myself have had a number of emails, which are phishing emails. And uh, the most recent one I had was maybe about two or three weeks ago, and it was a PayPal, uh, and it looked genuine. But I thought, well, I haven't got a PayPal account. I went online, and there are a number of uh, organizations that put online the current phishing scam. So very quickly, I saw that there was a PayPal phishing scam. So if you're in doubt, before you act or open up an email, just do a Google search and look for scams online, and you'll be very quickly alerted to all those scams that are currently operating. And some of them have been enduring, so some scams have been going on for years. But if you think it's on the Internet, there's a vast number of people who use the Internet, so it's easy to use the same scam and be successful in sort of, you know, uh, getting money out of people or getting details out of people. 
Right. So on those, we've got email scams, phone scams, online scams like the love scams. And I know I'm lumping a lot mm. in mm. together. But if we look at sort of the electronic ones, broadly speaking, how do you deal with those once you've worked out that it's a scam? I mean, for starters, should you ever reply to a scam email? Definitely not. Never, never reply. So the easiest thing in this space is to prevent you becoming a victim in the first place because it, once you've transferred funds overseas, it's very difficult then to police or hold anybody accountable because they lose through the internet, they, they hide their identity, etc., etc. From from a police perspective, we have a prevention approach, which is if our public, if our people are fairly informed, they're going to make good decisions, wise choices. So never, ever respond to a scam email. Just delete it straight away. Mm. Uh, if somebody phones you up to say they're from, say, Microsoft or something, and we understand you've got a computer that's sort of uh, got some problems, uh, let me control it from... No, you don't want to do that. Uh, think about it. You control your life, you control your home, and you control the information coming in, uh, backwards and forwards from your family. So be very aware. People approach you and ask for information and i think it's general human behavior we want to talk to people we want to share some stories and information and as i say these people it's a craft there are a bunch of people out there whose sole purpose is to elicit information from you to make you become a victim of identity fraud um crime in terms of taking money out of your bank account visa card all that sort of stuff so be very very careful mm. and when in doubt go to google check up there speak to a friend or a relative uh, but don't be sucked into that uh, space. And you mentioned um, those sort of love and those dating sites. Uh, they prey on vulnerable, single people. And uh, and if there are anybody, if there are any people out there who feel that they have been scammed or sort of you know taken in by these, do not feel embarrassed about it because it's very easy to be sucked into that space and make some bad decisions. The only thing we can do in that space is let somebody know about it. If police know about it or other agencies, we can actually advertise the fact there are certain scams operating and we can see a picture of what's happening. Mm, and maybe help the exactly, next person. Exactly, that's it. If you can't help yourself, help the next person. Uh, we, we learn from each other's mistakes. It's quite funny that you bring up the, um, the Microsoft computer scam because, mm. of course, there was one recently who called a police officer. I know, I know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That just shows how random it is, though, when they will call, you know, they'll just have a list of numbers and they'll be working mm. through them to, until they get somebody. Mm. Well, there you go then. Um, all right, so those are the electronic ones. What about in terms of someone turns up at your door, which maybe if you do twig that it's a scam, even then, it's quite intimidating. They're right there. How do you deal with that? So the advice would be is that to not part with any money, they may be pushy, but stand your ground and if possible, close the door and phone the police and have somebody come round um, to find what's going on in that street and actually come and talk to the person. If they're a genuine caller, they'll be more than happy to wait around. Try and get identification, um, try and get any identifying details you can from paperwork or things that they may have so that you can report it and we can um, follow up with it and try and find them. All right. Well, thanks so much. That was Superintendent Eric Tibbet, Inspector Marion Whitfield from the Police Prevention Team. So do keep an eye out. Some of these scams are basically stranger danger for adults, but the more you know, the better prepared you are to keep scammers away from your cash and warn your friends as well. As always, if you have questions or suggestions for a future topic, get in touch with me. I'm Francis Cook, journalist on Facebook and at Francis Cook on Twitter. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.